Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, John Solberg. Today's episode is pulled from April 19th, 2011, doubleheader. Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com was in the house. He and Greg had a lengthy conversation about all things wiener. If the burgers have made it to mass production and you have McDonald's and you have Burger King kind of vying, one's on one side of the street, the other's on the other, how come the wiener has been kind of passed over in that regard? Does it just not garner that interest? Because it would seem from what you say, it almost has more interest because of all of the intricacies and the regionality of it. That's a good question. I don't know. I know that there's a chain in Chicago called Portillo's. They got a whole bunch of stores and they've tried to set up uh, some sort of franchising around the country. I don't think it's gotten very far. I think it's very much like sports franchises. We have our hot dog preferences and we root for our home team. Um, like I think pizza has a similar um, uh profile where there's the New York pizza is different than the Chicago pizza. And we kind of just stick to what we were raised with. And Chicagoans just don't get a New York hot dog. And New Yorkers certainly don't get the Chicago hot dog. And you get the Cincinnati and it's got shredded cheese oh, piled yes. on top. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so, all right. So let me back up here for a second. For the people that don't know, and I, I guess I have to confess here. I'm a pretty basic guy when it comes to wieners. Uh, you know, I'll buy what's on sale. I'll put it in boiling water. I'll put ketchup on it and a bun, and that's it for me. Uh, and it tastes good. And to me, like hot dogs, to, and again, not having that wide variety as you have tasted, to me, hot dogs and donuts are the prototypical law of diminishing return. The first one is spectacular, and there's nothing better than it. The second one, you're hoping for the same euphoria they had with the first one, but eh, it's not as good. So then you decide to have the third one, hoping to get the first feeling, and then it really goes downhill from there, and the fourth one is just terrible. So seven toppings on a hot dog seems outrageous in Chicago. I mean, what is on this thing? Break down the Chicago okay. dog. Oh, all right. Well, the Chicago dog, we, 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 to be a hot dog aficionado, you have to also be a history aficionado. The hot dog in Chicago was the classic um, poor man's depression food. It was cheap. It was on a corner. And the, the vendors... We think it was Flukies in uh, Maxwell Street in Chicago that started it. But they started by putting mustard. Oh, God, do not ask for ketchup in a, in a Chicago <laughs> hot dog joint. It, 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 there's one place I know where they got the ketchup on a side table for the French fries. And if you ask for ketchup, he'll point at it and say, 
go ruin it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, mustard, um, chopped onions, um, sport peppers, which are little pickled peppers. They're hot and spicy. Um, the onions are raw. Um, and there's a, a whole dill pickle spear tossed on them. They go on a sesame seed bun. So I'm not sesame seed, a poppy seed bun, wow. little black poppy seeds all over the place. Um, and then there's this green, it's kryptonite green. It glows <laughs> green pickle relish that goes on there. Um, and then it's topped off with this magic dust celery salt. And it's done that way all over. And they call it dragging it through the garden. It's a hot dog and a salad all in one. It's a well-rounded meal. You've got your bun for your carbs, your protein and your fats in the, in, in, in the wiener, and uh, your salad piled on top. I'm flabbergasted. What can I say? You caught me. See, so like what if you if I go to whatever, you know, the, the what's the best place in Chicago to get that dog? Well, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, I actually got my top five on the website. But um, the, the, the chic place, the hot place is hot dogs where your problem can be cured because you could order a classic Chicago dog and then and you could have um, French fries uh, fried in duck fat on the side. Wow. Um, and you can then follow that up with, say, a venison dog or a foie gras dog. <laughs> so he's got, Doug Sohn is a, is a character, and he's a real um, a student of the encased meats, and uh, he, he has just about everything under the sun. But there's Even on you know the very popular tourist place on Navy Pier, uh, there's a place called American Dog where they do a pretty good hot dog, and uh, uh, you, you can get them anywhere on any hot dog joint. It's all made pretty darn much the same way. All right, so it sounds like a lot. How much would it be just on a standard? And could you have? Could you physically eat more than one? Or are you pushing sickness after the first one if you're going to have two and three? <laughs> In Chicago, a couple is is about all I can handle. Uh, um, uh, they, these are all beef, and they're in a natural casing, so there's a snap. Mm -hmm. And typically. They're what they call dirty water dogs. Um, that you see that in the New York push carts also. They're all beef. Typically, Sabrette makes them. They're very garlicky in New York, more garlicky than they are in Chicago, and they have a natural casing, which uh, hot dog aficionados uh, uh, want that snap when you mm -hmm. bite into it. Mm -hmm. When you soak them in water, or they never boil them; they just simmer them. If you boil them, they'll split open and spill their guts. Um, if you just simmer them. Um, they, uh, uh, they pump up with water and they get really juicy. And when you bite into it, they just squirt inside your mouth. Uh, and, uh, that's the way a lot of, uh, the push carts do, but there's one joint in Chicago that I really like. And I, they have a stand at Midway called Gold Coast Dog and Gold Coast does, they do it on a griddle and you can do this on your grill at home. You know, when you grill it, you get those brown Maillard effects. Yeah, uh, charm. You're laughing. I can see your face. You, just, you can't believe this is me. That, that I'm rhapsodizing over hot dogs. But they get these brown spots on it, which really get that skin crunchy. And they put an X with a knife in the end, so the end splays open. And when you grill it, you get these really crunchy charred bits on the end i really like that technique that's my favorite technique so i really and you can get gold coast dogs in midway right in the uh food court by the uh, uh the central area there 
All right, so that's a Chicago dog, and it really sounds like there's a whole bunch of stuff on that again. Seven <laughs> toppings, not six, not eight, but seven. Uh, so seven. let's let's go ahead to the Eastern Seaboard. You had mentioned the New York dog a couple different times. Is there specific stuff that goes on the New York dog, and are you only getting it at these push cars that you mentioned? Well, they, the New York dog, that's really where it all started, um, is you got all these German and Jewish and Austrian butchers coming over um, in the Great Migrations of the eight, late 1800s, and uh, they, uh, they brought with them their sausage-making techniques. They created the hot dog. We're not quite sure who did it. But one of the first uh, to really popularize them was a guy named Nathan Handworker in 1916. He had a push cart um, on Coney Island. Well, eventually that became Nathan's, the famous Nathan's hot dog. Mm-hmm. Again, all beef, natural casing hot dog. Um, there's a there's a there's a Nathan's restaurant right there in Coney Island. The Coney Island is such a cool place. If you get to New York, you got to see it right after the Statue of Liberty and uh, all the other highlights. And and stop at Nathan's for a hot dog. Um, their New York hot dog is typically the purest. The purest will order only mustard, fresh crunchy sauerkraut, not the stuff from a can, and raw onions. Now that's the classic Coney Island dog at at, at, at Nathan's. If you go into the city, the push carts, which are the blue and yellow umbrellas, have Sabret Franks. That's a competitor. And uh, frankly, I kind of prefer the Sabrets. They're really garlicky, and I love them. Um, and uh, uh, they put it, uh, they top it with um, uh, a sort of a brown spicy mustard, Dijon-style mustard, um, onions, which uh, they make this onion sauce which they buy from Sabret. And I've got a recipe for something similar on my website, but it's sort of a, a, a goopy, gloppy onion sauce. It's really good. And then sauerkraut, which they often throw on the griddle instead of being raw and crunchy. Uh, so there's a, you know, it, the ingredients are similar, mustard, onion, and, and uh, did I say slaw? I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I meant kraut. So, yeah, sauerkraut. You sauerkraut. said sauerkraut. Okay. And uh, sauerkraut in both places, but they prepare them differently. Hmm. So that sounds uh, kind of outstanding in its own right. Uh, now, if we move oh, back I'll, to, I mean, if we move back to my neck of the woods, I mean, it's still five hours south down the road, but it's Cincinnati. You had mentioned that as well. Yeah. Skyline, chili. I mean, to me, Absolutely. the prototypical Cincinnati dog there, and it's small. It's like a Coney dog. And then you have mm-hmm. that very special Cincinnati chili that has, I think it's cinnamon or chocolate or something in there. But it's a meat sauce. And then you can go crazy on top of it. But they have these huge, heavy-handed, uh, nicely shredded cheddar cheese that goes on top. Of, I mean, they're outstanding. And I can seriously polish off 10 to 12 in a sitting <laughs> and not want to throw up. So that's always a good sign. Uh, I mean, what do you what do you think about the Cincinnati dog compared to the other two we've been talking about? Well, to to, to be precise, they're called Cincinnati cheese conies. Yep, and they're and and, and all these regional places like the, you have also the Detroit coney, and they're not called hot dogs in Detroit or wieners in in Rhode Island. It's the hot wiener, but the Cincinnati cheese coney was created by uh, by Greek immigrants. This, this is really typical. The Jewish and German and Austrian um, butchers created the meat, but the hot dog stands were opened by all these Greek and Macedonian immigrants, the ones who opened diners all over the country. And many of these uh, hot dog styles were created by the local Greek and Macedonian uh, immigrants. They came through, uh, through New York, through Ellis Island. They found hot dogs 
uh, on Coney Island because they all took their kids to Coney Island on weekends. So they got the hot dog yen there. And that's why they're called um, uh, New York System uh, Red Hots in Rhode Island because they're modeled after the New York hot dog. The Detroit Coney is modeled after the Coney Island hot dog, um, also by Greeks. But in we're not sure about Cincinnati because there is actually a Coney Island amusement park in Cincinnati, so it may have been named after that Coney Island. But the, that 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 topping that you mentioned, that meat sauce, it, they call it chili, but it bears no resemblance to <laughs> right. real Texas chili. Right. It, it's ground meat, and it is often laced with those Greek lamb stew type seasonings uh cinnamon and clove and oregano mm -hmm. and uh it varies from shop to shop and of course that's their selling point but you you got it man just mounds of shredded um cheddar cheese on top of the cincinnati coney i'm not sure but i think the empress uh was the possibly the place where they originated in uh, cincinnati I mean, they're absolutely fabulous, and if you can get your hands on them, I mean, obviously, I'm a little bit partial because I'm not necessarily that close uh, to New York City, and I'm not necessarily close to downtown Chicago to get the other two dogs that we were talking about. Thanks for hanging through the break there. Uh, we're talking about hot dogs. Uh, what else would you like to add to the wiener conversation? <laughs> well, I wanted to suggest that this is a great way to feed the masses for something like a 4th of July or a Memorial Day party. You don't feel like doing a whole bunch of ribs for everybody. You don't want to lay out that kind of cash for the whole, all the heathens, and you, not, you don't believe they'll appreciate it anyhow. Do a hot dog tasting, a road trip. You could, you know, buy, an, buy a really good quality all beef franks, some buns, and a whole bunch of toppings. I've got the recipes on my website. And do five or six, you know, and do a road trip. You know, put a little uh, Cincinnati uh, table tent there and a New York table tent and, and, and so on. But you, you like hot dogs. I hear you talking about them. How yep. do you cook yep. your hot dogs? Uh, I cook hot dogs two ways and two ways only. I either boil them in water or I cook them on the grill, mostly on the grill when we're doing some type of entertaining here at the house. And there's going to be a lot of kids that don't like ribs or are afraid of what pulled pork actually looks like because I've never seen <laughs> you know one get shredded down before. So we have the hot dogs off to the side. Now, I always prefer to have the ones on the grill because I do like the fact that the skin will brown. It gives that nice crispiness. We, all, we only use the natural casing dogs here because we do like the snap. But that's really the only ways that I cook them. I know you have a specific technique that you like, so why don't you Tell us about it. Well, we were talking, I think I kind of touched on them earlier, the Gold Coast system. Okay. Of, of, but one of the things I do that seems so heretical until you think about it, everybody lays the dog across the grate. Right. So they get cross hatches. I lay them in between the bars on the grate so that they get dark on the bottom. And then I roll them over the bar into the next slot and roll them up. So four rolls. You get every side covered. They're not rolling around because they're kind of warped, you know, in different sides. So you get good, even coverage. And the stripes run from end to end, which looks totally weird to most people. But you get a really nice, even browning. And then I like to put those crosshatch cuts in the end to get those crunchy bits. Do you have a specific heat that you like to grill the hot dogs at? Yeah, keep it medium. Don't go crazy with the heat. You'll just charm and bust them open. You want to heat them through. Yeah, that was going to be my question is, you know, have you ruined the hot dog if you cook it too hot and then <laughs> like it explodes and like like you see when you do them in the microwave? 
<laughs> I try not to. I, I can't say I have blown up a hot dog lately. I've burned them. I've charred them, but uh, not lately. I, you know, I've learned st- the old Tammy Wynette song, Stand By Your Grill. I've heard that song. It's very good. I heard it's uh, making its way to the Billboard Top 100. <laughs> uh, we're talking... I've actually written lyrics to that song, and I'm going to get it recorded one day. All right. Well, uh, as soon as you get it recorded, we'll play it before the show. We're talking with Meathead Goldwyn. Find him at AmazingRibs.com. You can also follow him on Twitter, at RibGuy. Uh, Greg, what brands do you like? What brands do you recommend? Or perhaps, like regional styles themselves, can you not find every brand everywhere? That's another great point. I, I hadn't brought, I hadn't mentioned that yet, but it's absolutely true. Um, the um, hot dog sausage makers are really regional. Um, there's Zweigel in upstate New York and Rochester, where they make the greatest abomination hot dog. All over Rochester, you can get what they call garbage plates. Don't even get me started. But they use a Zweigel uh, wiener there. Uh, here in Chicago, it's Vienna Beef, which is widely available, but it's by far not a national one. Sabret and Nathan. Well, Nathan's is national. Sabret is pretty much just in New York City. Yeah, so it's kind of like milk. You know, there, there are a lot of regional producers that make their unique style. Um, uh, and, and that's kind of interesting uh, compared to hamburgers, which are just sort of generic, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So out of your whole tasting, do you have uh, brands that you would go on to the Internet to buy from so you always have them at the Meathead Compound? I actually did a blind tasting. You know, I mean, there's a picture of this on the website, but I actually got my mother who was over visiting to simmer up these dogs and we tagged them with um, little flags so she knew which was which and I didn't and then she served them to me in little slices and numbered plates and we tasted them and scored them it was just like a wine tasting it was way over the top um, my favorite was um, uh, well I tell you was, uh, you know I'm a Chicago boy and I really wanted this but the, the, the Sabrettes was my favorite uh, of, 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 of the batch pretty much although I really like um, um, oh god uh there's a brand now. I'm drawing a blank. You, you hit me with a question. I, I um, uh, they went out of business. They were bought. What well, classic one of these cases, um, where they were bought out by a big company and they put them out of business. Um, I've got I've got my ratings up on my website, and I'm not going to go. I can't remember them off the top of my head though. Now we've talked about barbecue snobs in the past. You're you're one that says that there is some type of or some level of snobbery going on in in barbecue, just in general. Mm. Is there? Uh, are you a a hot dog snob? Would you not eat a ballpark Frank, or would you not eat a Oscar Mayer wiener or something like that? Uh, no, I'll eat anything you put in front of me. <laughs> I am the furthest thing from a snob about anything uh, to do with meat. Um, but I do actually. Oscar Mayer has several labels. And one of their labels, damn it, I'm just drawing a blank on all this stuff. This is what happens when you get old. They have one label. It's on my website that I thought was pretty good. It ranked in my top top five, I think. And, 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 and I swear it wasn't influenced by the fact that they let me ride in the Wienermobile in <laughs> the St. Patrick's Day Parade in wow. Chicago. I mean, it doesn't get any more American than that, riding in the Wienermobile in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. With green water. Uh, yes, they they dye the river green. 
<laughs> it's outrageous. All right. So what about bonds? Do bonds, are they, are they mere standby? doesn't matter what you get. Does bond kind of help create a better overall environment and experience? Well, it's kind of interesting. Buns are pretty standard all around the country. In Chicago, they use these poppy seed buns. Um, but you get down to Arizona where the Sonoran dog is popular, and it's a really bigger, plusher bun. Um, uh, uh, they, um, they can vary depending on the uh, local uh, style. You get up into New England, uh, the Boston, uh, uh, where they have the um, Fenway Franks, they're served on these weird buns that you see up in New England that don't have sides. They're like um, miniature white bread slices. Yeah, I know what you're talking the about. Bottom. Yep, yep. I mean, they're nice because you can actually lay them on their side and toast them. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I usually just grab here in Chicago. I go for Rosen's. They're pretty good. Um, you, know, you can steam them. I liked I like to grill them or put a light coat of butter on them and hit them on a griddle and toast them. And there you have it from April 19th, 2011, Meathead Goldwyn from amazingribs.com talking about hot dogs. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, head on over to the bbqcentralshow.com, hit the search box, type in Meathead. It'll bring up every episode Meathead's been on. Pick what you'd like, give it a listen. While you're there, hit the subscribe tab at the top of the page. Subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast. Never miss an episode of the Barbecue Central Show or this show again. Until next time on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show. In 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. The best moments of the Barbecue Central Show. In 10 minutes or less, come on, let's go.